Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, it's PC. How's it going? And I am I am live via video today. Amen. I want you to know, man, I'm so excited about this series. We've been on this series of faith, amen. And um we um we had an opportunity that, um, to come to you, and I want to stay in this series because I'm really feeling um, the anointing in this, and uh, when we're done with this series, we're going to be compiling everything together and getting this book out for you and the whole world to take their faith to another level, amen? So that's why today, via video, I wanted to come to you. I know it, it brings the teaching ministry to another level, and it gives you time to take better notes, amen? Because I'm not as fast on tape as I am in person, maybe. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, we are going to be talking about faith, and uh, I'm excited to be able to be here with you through the video. Amen. So praise the Lord. Get out your notebooks, get out your pens and paper, and let's get ready to go. I want you to look at Romans 3.21. That's where we're going to start today. In Romans chapter 3, verse 21, we are going to be talking about the law of faith. Um, Today, I was excited to be able to come to you to have the opportunity to talk about the law of faith and, and bring it to you so you can understand that faith is a law. Um, the teaching ministry today is really going to be powerful, and I need you to hear, hear what I'm saying. Take great notes. You can go back and watch this video over and over and over and really get yourself positioned to understand whether you are operating in the law of faith. And we're going to look at a couple of elements today. We're going to look at the law of faith. We're going to look at faith itself, and then we're going to look about at, at grace, because grace has an element um, that mixes in here that really brings the components together. It's going to be a powerful day, and I'm excited about being able to share with you. Romans 3.21, you could look up on the screen. It says this, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So we understand that the righteousness of God is without the law. Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Now, you got to see that now. Righteousness has been fulfilled by faith for me and you. It's not about works. It's not about actions. It's about faith. When you believed in Christ Jesus, you were made the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay? Now, I want you to pull that in and think about it. Now, we're really going to be teaching today really some strong principles. So write these down as we go. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith. So we're made righteous not by works, but we're made righteous by our position of faith. Really important. Watch this. And look what it says. Unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. So there's faith and belief, again, interchangeably. Jesus said, because you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you've been made the righteousness of of God in Christ. Very important. So righteousness is by faith, not by works. Really important. So stop looking at your level of performance, okay? Because your performance doesn't have to do anything with your righteousness. Your righteousness is established by your belief system, okay? Really important. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And everybody uses that part of the scripture like a weak point. No, but look what it says. But we've been made righteous. 
So because we've been made righteous, we're not going to fall short. We're going to always be acceptable in the eyes of God, and we're always going to be able to overcome in life because we're connected to God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now, go slow there. Being what? Just as if I never sinned, justified freely by grace. Now, grace is a really powerful word that I want to explain to you because you have to understand it. Grace is unmerited favor. I got stuff in my notes for you today. It's unmerited favor. It's, it's basically um, what I'd like to say is it's, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. We say that. But how about this? Grace is God's ability in you allowing you to do what you could not do by yourself. But now in this position, I want to show you something. Grace is God's action towards man not based upon what you do, okay? God, God, now think of it. God's grace is God's actions towards man, not based upon what you do, but based upon who he is, okay? So God's grace is God's plan for man, even though man was messed up. God's grace was God's what? Mercy to man, even though man didn't deserve mercy. God's grace was God's way of doing things even when man didn't do the right things. It's grace. It's power. It's power, ability, but it's also God's grace encompasses God's system of how he wanted to give things to man. It's the grace of God, okay? It was God's grace that salvation came. We were separated from God because of Adam, and God said, man, I can't leave them separated, so I got to what? I got to get them back, so I'm going to build the plan of redemption, okay? That wasn't your idea. That wasn't my idea. That wasn't nobody's idea. It was God's idea, and now righteousness by faith has put us in right standing with all the benefits of heaven. I'm going to explain it. Whom God, now you got to get this, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So write this down. Point number one, the righteousness of God comes through faith. The righteousness of God comes through faith. Very important. Because right standing with God means I'm in agreement with God. Is that okay? And that comes not by what I do, but what I believe. So that's very important. Because that's what we got in Romans 10. It says, what the heart man believes unto righteousness. That's Romans 10.10. 10. For what the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you see it? Righteousness in the heart. For what the heart man believes unto righteousness. Beliefs need to be formed in the heart before they can be released with the mouth. That's very important. Okay? Whom God, look at verse 25. We're going to read all the way to like 27, 28. Whom God had set forth to be the sacrifice or the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Okay? Salvation experience. So now watch what he says here. It's very important. So he's talking about almost... Man had faith for salvation. But just like you have faith for salvation, you have faith for every other thing that the word of God says you can have. Very important. 
So watch what he says. So then he says, where is boasting? Can a man boast? It's excluded. See that? Now pull it together. He's talking in the context of salvation. He said, can you boast and say you got yourself saved? No way. You know why you got saved. Where is boasting then? It's excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. So he said the faith law for here is you believed in Jesus Christ, okay? And when you believed in Jesus Christ, you were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and have connection and union with God through your belief. Your faith connected you to a promise that's been laid up from 2,000 years ago, okay? Your faith today, if you came in this room today, your faith connects you to a promise from 2,000 years ago when Jesus hung on the cross. Your faith connects you to the promise of salvation. So your faith connects you to every promise in this Bible. Your faith receives what has been finished. It doesn't create. It doesn't create. It accepts what has already been created to become a reality in your life. It accepts what has already been created what has already been finished, and what has ever been declared done, it makes access into your life in this given moment. That's what he's talking about. Watch this. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. What's that mean? Your faith has made you justified. So if you got faith, you've been justified. In this, now, understand this. If you have a belief, you've been justified by your beliefs, not your actions. Okay? But you got to have actions to show me your beliefs. You can't just say, well, I think I know Jesus is the son of God. I know he's my savior. I know he's good, but I ain't gonna confess him. You have to have action. Very important. So we have to understand that. The law of faith works and operates in, the law of faith works and operates. Now here is the overall definition of the law of faith. It's Mark 11, 23 and 24. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou Cast in his sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says, he shall have whatsoever he says. So the law of faith is believe in the heart, confess with the mouth. That is the law of faith. Whatever you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you have now come to the position of being in the law of faith. The law of faith is comprised of beliefs in the heart and confessing in the mouth. The action side. Very important that you get this because look what he says here. We are justified freely by our beliefs. Really important. Let's just sl keep sliding here because I'm going to take you in. The law of faith in the New Testament could be found all, all, all through it. I, what I'm trying to get you to see is faith is a law. What I'm trying to get you to understand is faith is a law. So just like we've been talking, gravity is a law. It's in operation whether you know how to operate it or not. We know that the law of faith is determined just like the law of gravity, just like other laws that are in the earth, the, the way things happen, it's what is the law of faith? The law of faith is simple. Beliefs and the heart and then actions through correspondence of your beliefs with either your mouth or what you do. You see it? Remember we talked about last week, the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I can touch him, she took the steps to go touch him. You got to have corresponding action to the place of belief, but beliefs have to be formed before actions could ever produce results. 
Beliefs have to be formed before actions can ever produce results. Very important, because you got a lot of people doing stuff that they don't believe and getting no results, and then wondering why, God, it's not working. Easy, simple, it's not working because there's no belief. Belief first, action second, okay? Everybody say that out loud. I believe first, I act second. The action comes next. Belief first. You got to believe, okay? So hopefully you're seeing this in a different way. Let's look at Romans 5, 1, okay? This is where you see the law of faith in the New Testament. You kind of start seeing it. Now watch this. Therefore, 5, 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation and patience. And patience, look at this, for knowing that tribulation worketh patience, come on somebody, and patience experience and experience and hope, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given us. Amen? You see that? Now, I want to show you something here that I thought that really just touched my heart. Verse 2. I want to look over that a minute. It says, by whom also we've received access by faith into this grace. I want you to see that. Because now we're kind of looking at the, the, the balancing of faith and grace. Very important. We're going to talk about that today. The balancing of that. And, and you, you got to understand this. Um, it's very important that you see this because a lot of people got God. A lot of people got God. Oh, God can do anything. No, God can only do what you believe. Okay? So I want you to see this thing. So this is what I want you to look at. By whom we also have access by faith into grace where we stand. It's funny that the Bible says that it is, uh, that it is the believer's Almost, um, I, I, by faith you were saved through, you know what? For, go to, let's go to Ephesians 2, 8, 9 before I jump ahead of myself. You guys know where my thinking's taking me already. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, 8, and 9. I want to show you something. I want you to see this because this is where the, 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 the two come together. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace, look at this. See it up there? For by grace are you saved through faith. Wow. And then it's not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, should any man boast. I thought I, thought I was saved by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. Now this is what you got to get, and I'm going to give you this. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but this is really important. Um, let me just show you this. Let me see, show you this part here. Let's just write this down. If you want to write it down, write it down as number, you want to write it down as number three. So we understand number one. We got number one. We pulled number one in, right? We understand that the righteousness of God comes through faith. Number two, we see the law of faith in the New Testament through Romans 3.27, and we see that faith in Romans chapter five gives us access to grace. There's a law going on here. And now I'm going to show you in point three, and I want you to write this down. God responds to your faith, not your performance. God responds to your faith and not your performance, okay? And this is important, okay? Now, I want you to see this. We, we all come to the place sometimes where we think um, God's responsible for stuff. God is not responsible 
for what you need to be responsible in faith to receive. Okay? God is not responsible for you in an arena of where you're supposed to be responsible in your faith to receive. Very important. Okay? God is not responsible for your performance. God is not responsible for a lot of things. We put God in, well, God can do it. God can't do anything without faith. You gotta properly understand the balance, okay? Now, I wanna show you something here. By definition, the word grace means unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. Write that down. By definition, the word grace. Now, we know grace is the power to overcome. It's what God wants. But just write these down. Grace, by, by, by definition, is unmerited, unlearned, undeserved favor. That's what grace is, okay? The, the good news is, is this is the great news. The good news is grace has nothing to do with you. Now, write that down. It's un, unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, and grace has nothing to do with you. That's the God side, okay? Grace exists before you ever came. Another way of saying it is grace is God's part, okay? And faith is your part, all right? So now let me show you. It's the grace of God. Now I'm going to show you this grace. The, the whole package, just let me give this other side out, and I'll pull it all together, and you'll see it. Faith is defined as what? A belief. But let's just look at, like, the, the formal definition. Grace is defined as being or, or having a positive response to what God has already provided by grace. I'm going to say that again. Let's, in this context, let's just look at faith as a definition of this. Faith is defined as being positive or being a positive response to what God has already provided by grace. So faith is, in this essence, it is a positive response to what God has provided through grace. Okay? Now let me show it to you, okay? In other words, faith is your positive response to God's grace. Because watch, faith only appropriates what God has already provided for you. Therefore, faith's my part. I'm going to say it again. In other words, faith is is a positive response to God's grace. Faith only appropriates what God has already provided for you. I want to beat that point home. Faith only appropriates what God has already provided for you. Therefore, faith is my part. Grace is God's part. Faith is my part, okay? You got to get them to come together. Now, let me show it to you here, and this is where you've seen it in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works. No man can brag about it, right? Think of it this way. Grace is what God does. Faith is what I do. Now, that right there is going to change your life because a lot of times, I really want you to so give me some attention. Look at me here. A lot of times, people think my faith, and I'm going to say this kind of gingerly because your faith has a creative force, but I want to show you this. Grace is everything that God did 2,000 years ago on the cross. It is finished. The word of God is the grace of God. He gave us hope. He gave us help. So healing, salvation is the grace of God. Healing is the grace of God. Peace is the grace of God. Man was separated from God with no hope. God sent his only begotten son, and through redemption, the grace package came in. Do you see that? 
I, I, I can show you something here. I'm going to jump ahead just, 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 just a little bit. And I, I want to I give you a scripture because this scripture, I think, will pull it in for you. And, and, and you know where it is. It's Hebrews chapter 4. Just real quick, quick, quick. I want to give you this. I'm kind of gotten quickened by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. On my inside. Um, and I want you to see this. And I, and I think the important part with this is, is that you, you really understand this. Um, l- look at this. Seeing in, in Hebrews 4 and 12, we know the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. You all know that. But look at 14. Seeing then, Hebrews 4, 14, we're going to read all the way to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession. You could translate that word confession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Look at 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. See that? Come boldly to the throne of grace, and that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He said there's a throne of grace waiting for you in heaven. Amen? What does that mean? Come boldly to the throne of grace, the throne of grace, he said this, and obtain mercy. The New Testament throne of grace is the Old Testament mercy seat where Jesus placed his precious blood for the eternal sacrifice of sin for the world. Do you see that? Do you see that? So Jesus, when he took his shed blood, he went to the where? The mercy seat and poured his blood on the altar and made redemption for mankind so sin can't stick on me and you any longer. It says in Revelations that the accuser of the brethren accuses you and me day and night. But Jesus, through his precious blood, has washed us clean. And through the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and love in our life, not unto the death, we shall overcome. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That's good news, ain't it? We shall overcome because of what Jesus did. Keeping the word of God in your mouth. Keeping the word of God filled in your heart. Keep the word of God like a two-edged sword. is speaking. Hold hold fast means hang on. Hold fast your confession. Don't let it go, amen? But I want you to see this. He said the throne of grace. So I want you to pull this in, okay? This is good why, this is why it's good, like, I'm on this screen right now today because I'd be running all over here. The throne of grace in the New Testament in Hebrews 4, 14, okay, is where we obtain grace and mercy, In the Old Testament, that's where Jesus took his blood. Remember, he came, finished the work, poured the blood, his blood, on the altar and made sacrifice for mankind forever so me and you can have access to the grace and the mercy. Watch this. When we come through the word of God, we access or connect. Now, get this. We have to come with faith. Now, you got to see this. That's our part. Faith is belief. Watch. Let us, therefore, come boldly. Okay, how many of you know that's faith? You got to come boldly. So look at this right here. As I was reading this to you, I hope you've seen it, right? So what does faith do? And this is what I want you to see this. Faith, faith does this. Faith receives what has already been finished by grace. Write that down. Faith receives what has already been finished by grace. Faith receives what has already been finished by grace. So think of this. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 3. All the healing done on the cross. 
Come on, everything Jesus finished on the cross is the work of grace. Faith just accesses what he finished. Do you see it? Now watch, it doesn't just happen by osmosis. We just, oh, we just get everything from God. If everybody just got everything from God, everybody would have it now and we'd be all in heaven. We don't just get it from God. We have to believe God for what he finished. Faith is the New Testament requirement. That's the only requirement there is. You have to be a person of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? So what do we do? We believe what the word of God says, and our faith does what? It receives what he already finished. I think if you can get a revelation of this, it's already done what you're looking for. Okay? That right there, I think, changes the way you look at this. Faith receives what's already finished. God has already done his part. Write this down. You want to say part four or whatever you got there? God has already done his part. It is now up to you to receive the truth by faith and make it a reality in your life. Number four, I love that. God has already done his part, and it is now up to you to receive the truth by faith and make it a reality in your life. Did you get that? You got to make this stuff a reality in your life. Look at this. Behold, John 1.29, behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. You see that? He took away the sin of the world. That's what grace did. He took it for the sinner. This is why we got to go tell the lost people. He took your sin. He took your pain. He took your shame. He took your doubt. He took your unbelief. He took what I nailed it to the cross. Now my faith. That's how you got saved. You heard you were lost. You heard, oh, you know, Jesus has given me everlasting life. Jesus has come to die to wash me clean, make me clean. Jesus did it already. You came into church, and somebody might hear today be like, well, I believe it. The minute you believe it, you access what he did 2,000 years ago. Faith accesses what is finished. Faith accesses finished stuff. You see it? It's not created. He ain't going to go climb back up on the cross and go back up there for somebody today. It's done. He's sitting in the mercy seat of heaven. Amen? You seeing it? Faith receives what grace provided. Faith receives what grace has finished. Faith just receives the finished work of grace. Man, that makes it so easy, doesn't it? I don't have to create it. Uh, look, bottom line is this. Look at it like this. Look at it like this. If you were building a house, right, because the Bible says that faith is like a blueprint, right? If you were building a house, right, faith, Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, we understand the world was framed by the word of God. Framed like, sounds like a blueprint. Framing, right? If you were framing a house or you were building a house and you had this slab and then you got the two-by-fours and then you started, man, that's going to be a process. But how many you know if you walked down the street and you walked in a finished house brand new with the keys, it's done. I don't have to wait. Some of you are, are thinking, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. No, 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 it's finished. Glory to God. Just receive it by faith. Receive it with your faith. With grace is healed. You ain't got to get healed. He already, by his stripes, you were healed. You ain't got to get healed. You are healed. You don't got to get rich. He made you rich. You don't have to get blessed. He blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You don't have to wait for it. You just got to receive it. Faith receives what's been finished. Faith accepts what's been finished. Faith receives it now. You see it? You got to get there. It's done. 
It's done. Your healing's done. He's got to receive. Why didn't he do it 2,000 years ago on a cross? When do I believe it? Now. You know, it's funny. God just asked you and me to do what he's already done. He had to believe it before he saw it. You're going to have to believe it before you see it. I'm telling you, it works. Watch this. I, I, I know you're pulling these in. You see where grace kind of connects? God's already done it. Here's another one. God's grace has provided not only for salvation, but every need of your life. Not only salvation, but every need of your life. That provision is not based on whether you're being a goody-two-shoe Christian. The provision isn't laid up just because you know a lot of stuff. It ain't about that. Grace has provided. Before you ever had a financial need, he provided the blessing. Before you ever needed bodily stuff, he provided the healing. Before you ever needed restoration in your marriage, he produced restoration. Before you ever needed it, God through grace provided healing. God through grace provided wealth. God through grace provided restoration. God through grace gave his only begotten son. God anticipated every need you could ever have and met those needs through Jesus Christ. Write that down. That's Ephesians 1 and 3. That's Ephesians 1 and 3. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God anticipated every need you and I could ever have and has met those needs through Jesus before you ever existed. My God in heaven, if you can get a revelation of that, it's already finished. It's already laid up. The blessings of God are waiting for you. That's grace. Jesus, 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 you know, you got to think of something. <laughs> I wrote this down. I got this. It was cute. Jesus hasn't saved, healed, or delivered, or prospered a single person in 2,000 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just think of that. He, obviously, the work has taken place. It's finished. It's, it's like they, they just went and took what he already did. Jesus hasn't saved, healed, delivered, or prospered a single person in the last 2,000 years. What God provided by grace 2,000 years ago became a reality, and when you mix faith with it, you receive it. You see what I'm saying? He ain't like, he's finished. He did it on the cross. He's like, I'm done. I'm in heaven. He, he didn't, he, it's done. So now the only way you and me are going to get it, we got to take faith and get it. You see it? We got to have faith for the finances. You got to have faith for the restoration. You got to have faith to get saved. You got to have faith. See, all I got to do now, what do I access? Faith accesses what grace provided. Look at your neighbor, say, Faith just acts, access. Look at your neighbor. You're not looking at me. Look at your neighbor. Say, Neighbor, faith accesses what God has already provided. Look at your other neighbor, say, That's what faith does. Glory to God. It accesses. That's what faith does. Hallelujah. Faith accesses what God's already provided. So why are you working so hard? That's what he said in, 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 in Romans. He said, where's man going to boast? Well, I prayed all day. God, no, no, no. I gave this. No, 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 no. I did this. No, no, no. Now, you got to have elements of giving, and you got to have elements of praying, and you have to have elements, But that ain't the reason why you got it. You got it because you had faith, and you put faith in the finished work of grace. My God in heaven, you ain't creating it. It's finished. It's finished. Walking in a brand new house. You ain't got to build it. You don't have to get dirty. Just open the door. Glory to God. That's what faith does. It accesses what's been finished. What God provided 2,000 years ago now becomes a reality when you mix faith. Faith appropriates what God has already provided. Faith 
Faith doesn't move God because he isn't the one who's stuck. Faith doesn't make God do anything. Grace and faith work together, and our part is to accept what God has already done. Grace and faith work together. You see that? My, my faith just accesses what grace is already provided. It's already done. That's the good news. The greatest news I can tell you today is that my faith receives what's been finished. That's why you go to the Word of God. That's why I said 1 John 5, 14 and 15, anything you ask according to his will, you get access to. Because desire has to be birthed from the Word of God. That's what Mark eleven twenty four 24 is all about. And whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. Desire comes from the heart. Desire comes from the will of the Lord. Desire. Your desires need to be lined up with the Word of God. But half the time, that's easy because you are desiring what God wants. Sometimes we just, we break it down because we don't understand it. You have to understand this. That's the most important thing. Think of it this way. Grace, everybody say this out loud. Grace is what God does. Faith is what we do. You understand it? Grace is what God did, done, finished. Faith is what I do. Believe, receive, stand. You see it? But faith is not, I'm going to say this. Faith is a creating force, but it's receiving what's already been created. Does that kind of, I'm, I'm really trying to get you to see this. Basically what it does is this. My faith reaches out through belief and receives what's already been completed. That's all my faith does. That's all my faith does. That's all my faith does. Because everything I need, God already laid up for me. That's powerful. Makes faith easy. Makes faith easier. God responds to faith, not performance, guys. Because we're under grace and not under the law. The law so you got to understand this. If we can go over here, can you go to, I'm going to show you something. The law of God is the law of faith. Write that down. That's number five or something like that. The law of God is the law of faith. The law of God is the law of faith. You find that in Romans 8 and 1. Romans 8 and 1. Let's go there. And then I want to show you something here. Because I'll tell you what. I think if you can get an understanding of, uh, of, of this grace aspect as being finished, faith just accesses what's already been completed. And faith is a belief. How do you do it with your beliefs? How do I form my beliefs? You all know this. Through the word of God. Amen? Because I think that's important. I think that's so, so important for people to understand. Look at this. We're going to look at, they got it up there. Romans 8 and 1. Hallelujah. Then I wanted to show you something here. Um, um, we're going to look at this. Romans 8 and 1. We're going to read Romans 8 and 1. Then we're going to go to, we're going to, go to Romans chapter 12. You all know that one, but I want to take that a little bit further. There is therefore now no condemnation than them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law cannot do, and it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemns sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk not after the Spirit, flesh but after the spirit for they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they are what after the spirit the things of the spirit be carnally minded is death but but what but to be spiritually minded is life and peace it's a law because the carnal mind is an enemy against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be what do you mean it's not what do you mean what do you mean look at that real slow verse seven because the carnal mind is an enemy against god for it is not subject to the law of God. 
Neither indeed can be. What's that law of God? The law of God is the law of faith. He's saying your natural mind is going to push against the law of faith because reason is going to try to come in your head and say, how in the world is that easy? Paul said, do not mess up the simplicity of the gospel. But here's a good one. Let's go to Romans 12.1. We're going to read 12.1, 2, and 3. 3 is going to make a lot of sense. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren. You all know that part. I beseech you therefore, brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you got to understand something. We're, we're under grace, not under the law. Okay? We're under grace, not under the law. That doesn't mean through the law way. You know what I mean? He just gave you a new one. It's called the law of faith. See what I'm saying? The law of grace and faith go together. You got to have beliefs. So let's just read this. And you know Romans 12, 1 and 2. You all know that one, but I want you to look at 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Be not conformed, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, perfect God. For I say through, underline it, grace given unto me. See it? Through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, don't think yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You see that? Grace and faith together. He said what? Through the grace given unto me. I got the measure of faith. I got the measure, not a measure. I got the measure to receive everything grace provided. My God in heaven, you better get that right there. I got the measure to receive what grace has provided. So what I'm saying is this. If you need a miracle, you got the, come on. You got the miracle of grace and you got the faith to get it. Just don't, you got to doubt your doubts. I'm telling you here, it's in your belief. All you got to do is believe. God will handle the performance. Grace gave me access to everything redemption provided. That's so important. Everything that grace provided came in the, in the capsule of redemption through Jesus' precious blood, giving us every promise, every blessing, everything. And now all you need is one thing. Faith is your qualifier. See, lose the sovereign thing because, well, you know, God will do what he wants to do when he wants to do what he wants to do, he'll do. That is baloney, man. That is garbage. Throw that junk out the window and say, Pastor Chris said hogwash, hogwash garbage. God will not do what he wants to do when he wants. He's bound by his word to perform it. He's um, submitted himself to his word, man. That is not God. God's been getting a bad rap and some jacked up people, uh, like some attitude, like, oh, God. It's like, what? nah, come on. I don't even want to talk about this stuff. It infuriates me, as you can see. Because, no, stop saying God. You got to have one thing faith. But now, didn't I make it easy for you today? I don't have to have, like, giant faith. I just got to believe. Come on. I believe in miracles. Come on, man. Yeah, because I don't have to perform them. I just got to receive what he performed. Come on, somebody. Somebody better high, high five your neighbor. Come on. High five. Woo, high five. I'm high five myself. Hallelujah. Come on. High five your neighbor. What did I say? High five your neighbor. Come on. What do you mean? I don't have to perform the miracles. I got to receive the miracles he performed. I don't have to receive the supernatural. I, come on, somebody. I just got to receive it. You see it? I don't have to receive it. I don't have to do it is what I'm saying. I messed that one up. Come on, somebody. I'm getting excited. I'm excited with my thing here, man. You should be excited too. God in heaven. I might be better on video. Glory to God. Come on. I don't, you see what I'm saying? I'm getting worked up here. Hear me. The anointing's here. Listen, 
I don't have to do it. I got to receive what he did. I don't have to do the miracle. I got to what? Receive the miracles he finished. I don't have to do the overflowing stuff. I just got to receive the overflowing things he's done. I don't have to. Look, man, you don't have. It's like this. I don't have to walk on water. I just got to receive from the guy that walked on the water. Come on, you see it? I don't have to part a Red Sea. I just got to receive from the guy that parted the Red Sea. Come on. The anointing will make a way, but I got to have belief in the word of God, belief in the grace of God. And the thing, I don't have to create it. It's already been created. Come on, somebody. I just got to believe it. Amen. And how do I believe it? With faith. And what is faith is my belief. And when I got my belief, I got my faith. And my faith accesses what grace is finished. I'm telling you. You're not under this thing the way you think you could be. You, got, you, have, you are under this thing by faith. The only, um, I'm going to say this, the only place the New Testament believer gets messed up is in his faith. God's grace has provided everything. Ooh, you better get that. But you got to act on this grace. You have to act on God's grace. It's important, okay? It's not about, it's, just write this down. It's not about God doing it it's a matter of us receiving what he's done and bringing into manifestation through the spiritual force called faith what he's finished. God has provided everything. God's done his part. He gave his son Jesus. His grace has provided everything through the sacrifice of Jesus. Okay? That's what you got to get. Jesus, when he said it's finished, he meant it was finished. God don't lie. Come on, man. You got to get this thing. He said this. It is finished. Glory to God. Watch this. Okay? Our part is simple. We respond to his grace by faith and appropriate what has already been accomplished. And that sounds simple, but most Christians don't understand that concept, and that's the problem. Make sure you're not one of them. This is the foundational understanding of your relationship with God. And let me help you see this. This is why God's answering your prayers. And I am telling you, Woo, man, I'm telling you like there ain't no tomorrow. I am telling you like I'm telling you, I got my I got my shout on with this. All you need to do, praise God, I got a little bit more time with you, right? You, you, you got to get your shout on with this. You got to get your shout on with this. Grace laid it up. Faith just receives it. So look at it like this. When did Jesus heal? When did Jesus save everybody on the cross? When did Jesus heal everybody on the cross? When did Jesus do all the miracle stuff on the cross? Now, in the, in, through the earth he did, but when we went to the cross, what did he do? He gave us access. So what do we do? We got to just take faith and put it in what grace has provided. Where do you find that in here? Do I, gotta get, do I have to create the provision? I got to receive the provision. All, all my needs met according to his riches and glory. I just receive it. Do I, gotta fa- do I have to um, fabricate the healing? You know, like, do I got to go work? What do I got to do? No. I got to receive because by his stripes I am healed. See it? See it? My confession creates the reality of it. Mm, mm, strong, 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 strong. Here's the thing. We are to live, live, by, we are to live by faith. You got to act on God's grace. Okay? Very important. You have to act on God's grace. Powerful. God, this thing's done. And that's what I need you to see. I was going to give you this other scripture, but uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this one, one little thing here. And I want you to do this. The only way, the only way you get grace is through faith. Now I want you to see that now. I want you to see that now. That's a that is a that is a mega 
mega powerful statement, what I just said. I want you to write it down, and I'm going to explain it, and then I'm going to let you go. The only way you get grace is through faith. Man, that is, this weight, there is weight in this room right now. Write it down. The only way you get grace is through faith. That's the only way you get it. What do you mean, Pastor Chris? If you, Jesus laid up salvation from the world. He died for the world, not just for the church. But if they don't have faith in him, they can't access this grace. You got to have faith. You see it? It's done. It's finished. He went to the cross for them. He died for every lost person in the earth right now, guys. But if they don't put faith in that gospel, they'll never see salvation. Grace is waiting for you, and it needs one key element. It's the element of faith. You can't get healed. He died on a cross so they can have healing. But without faith in his healing power, you're never going to get it. It's not God. God's got one, one, one thing. You got to believe me. How do we work the works of God? Believe. How do we get this stuff to work? We believe. People out there starving, they're broke. He went to the cross to prosper them. But if you don't put faith in his prosperity, you can't receive it. Not because he doesn't want you to have it. Not because God's being weird. Not because God's not being nice. Not because God's being harmful. He has to have beliefs. One man's disobedience, Adam, in the garden separated us from God. One man's obedience and faith connected us back. Abraham is the father of faith. And when you come into the faith, the gospel, we used to call it coming into the faith, a believer. When you come into the faith, faith is the way you access all of heaven. Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it's impossible to believe him because now he him who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Guys, today, your faith can give you access into the grace of God and change your life forever. Just got to balance it. Grace has finished it. Grace has provided it. Grace has paid the price for it. Faith just accesses what God's already finished. Take your belief and receive every promise of this book because it's already done. It's waiting for you to receive by faith. Father, I thank you for each and every person here today. And I thank you that this word and this anointing that I feel right here, right now, is the same anointing they're feeling right there. And it's changing and transforming their life for them to see your word and to see the grace, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, everything that faith can access. Let them have belief in your grace and let them access your eternal provision in every area of their life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I love you guys. I'm going to be with you Wednesday night. I know today blessed me. I hope it blessed you. I'll see you soon and make it a great day today here at Relevant. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.